A su nombre. Gloria. ¿Quién vive? Cristo. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. God bless you, my Nick. How you feeling today? Feeling good. Uh, you know, <laughs> starting <laughs> off on a rough note, but you know, God is with us. Rough note? Do explain, brother. For those who... <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, me and this guy have been doing a sound check for about an hour now. Yeah. And we cannot get, for some reason, the left and the right working together. But, you know, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to keep going. This is part of the journey. This is part of the learning process. This is part of the learning curve. So we are trusting in the process. Like the 76ers. Trust the Santo process. <laughs> Shout out to the 76ers. Yeah, man. <laughs> Well, but yeah, to, to go off on that as well. Um, so this is now episode three. May the glory be given to God. Amen. But um, I don't. Know if, I don't know if you've heard anything from any other uh, listeners, but um, other fellow Knicks, they have been critiquing me, giving me some constructive criticism. Yes, sir. Um, and based on last time on episode two, I thought um, I was audible, right? <laughs> I thought <laughs> I was. I was, you know, speaking at a good tone. wasn't yelling. wasn't screaming or anything like that. But I guess perception is different, right? When you hear yourself during the recording, but then after post, it's a complete different thing, right? Yeah. So they were calling me out saying, like, they can't hear me. It sounds like I'm far away from the mic. I sounded sad. I'm like, yo, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't be sounding sad. Man. I think like... that's the biggest thing. We <laughs> we hear ourselves loud, but we're not being loud. Yeah. And I guess uh, that's the thing with... Uh, having headphones hmm. you think you sounding loud yes because i was like i was explaining to my brother over here my wife was like why are you whispering <laughs> i'm like oh i'm doing test she's like yeah but you're whispering i'm like huh i sound loud to myself yeah yeah for real but now now we know that makes sense yeah. constructive criticism from the from the listeners mm -hmm. speak up yeah. especially my brother over here yeah so um Shout out to to my fellow Knicks. Shout out to my brother's wife here for giving us some constructive criticism. So we can speak out, enunciate, pronunciate, <laughs> and bring out the joy in our voices because the joy of the Lord is our strength and the Ooh. joy of the Lord is in our hearts. So when we have Jesus in us, then we reflect that joy. We cannot be sad as Christians. No, no, no. Say that one more time, brother. We cannot be sad as Christians. No, we cannot. We need to live the abundant life. Mm -hmm. But what does that mean? Oh, santo. Yes. Slow down, brother. Slow yeah, down. yeah. I know. I'm getting <laughs> preachy already. I heard that constructive criticism too. Uh, what's it called? I talk too much, so I'm gonna try to get my brother over here to talk a little bit more. Yeah. Because you know, it is a shared podcast. It is you and I, and it's not just me. It's not just you. It's an endeavor that we're both taking, where we're both learning. And we're both growing spiritually. Yeah, and that's the thing too, right? This is something that's new to both of us. So this is part of what we were speaking about earlier before is like this is part of the process this is part me learning um how you are as a communicator mm -hmm. as a listener as a speaker uh, as a contributor and all that and vice versa how you're learning about how i am as a listener as a as a speaker as a contributor right yeah so this is something that definitely um i think this is something that we'll appreciate from one another that with this honesty that we're you know, giving that constructive criticism to one another, whether you're calling me out, like, yo, speak up more. I'm like, and then whether I'm calling you up more, like, hey, like whatever the up. case may be. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. Let me speak. <laughs> 
But again, it's it's not as a bad thing, right? This is no. again, this is something that we're learning, right? This is new to us, right? Because if I'm being honest, man, I, I at least for me, anyways, like I'm such a listener, right? Mm. And I think for you, as we can as we can tell, like you're such a speaker, right? Yeah. So this is something that um, this might be getting us a little bit of our out of our comfort zone, maybe, right? Yeah, because I noticed the uh, last weekend uh, I was just talking, you're just sitting there just listening to me. And yeah, I'm like, man. And I was like, <laughs> you're going on, and I'm like, and hey, in my speak, brother. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, okay, yo buddy let's talk what do you what do you think about that (laughs) and even my wife was like you're talking a lot in this one i'm like i know i'm like i'm not doing it on purpose like as god is my witness i'm not doing it on purpose but i am a talker i'm a talker it and and again like that's why i don't take any offense out of this because again we're just learning from one another we're learning to this together and speak up speak up and again once like (laughs) exactly right and then once you're on like a subject or a topic that um yeah you've you've already preached about before and like and and, you know i understand like in certain preachings or when people preach like um you know i I don't want to get too deep into this already but when they say like they're an emotional preacher they're an Mm. emotional speaker kind of thing like uh, i guess there is pros and cons to like i i understand to the point where emotion can be too much but then i also understand like yo when i speak about the bible to either yourself or to other fellow christians like when speaking bible speaking about christianity having that fellowship with other brothers like for me like that gets me amped up that yeah. gets me motivated mm-hmm. that gets me going right so i i understand where we can't have too emotion because um them i don't know showmanship or whatever the case may be um but again i i, I can't i can't be talking about the word speaking about the word and just <laughs> be monotone and have no emotion for me that's i think that's either impossible or too difficult well, the Bible tells us that uh, Jesus should be our first love, right? Mm. And if you look at it, uh, use the analogy of uh, having a spouse, right? When you first start going out with your with your person, with your 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 wife, your husband, or your your girlfriend or your boyfriend, the way you speak about that person that you're with is like you're you're singing their praises, right? You see no fault in them, and the way we see we start a relationship is how our relationship should be with God. With Jesus, right? Because he is perfect. He does everything good. He does everything with a purpose. So uh, the way we speak about him should be with emotion, I think, right? Yeah. And I don't know I don't know how you feel about that, right? Because um, I think everybody is different. For everybody sure. shows emotions different. Everybody shows love differently. And my, my, my dad talks about that all the time because I, I, I'm a show her. I show my my affection. I show my love. Yeah, Whereas, you put your you you show your emotion. Uh, how can I say this? You put your heart on your shoulder. Yes, I think that's the term. Yeah, right. Whether for myself, like I'm someone who's very reserved, mm. right? I I don't show my emotions too much, uh, and maybe that's just the type of person I am as well, where I kind of keep things reserved. I like to observe. I like to learn first, and I like to. Uh, I don't know if it's. Uh, like I can, <laughs> this is actually a good topic that we can jump into before yeah. we get to our yeah. our next one. But, um, it's exactly that. Like you have the way that you've grown up, the way that you experienced life, the way that you've gone through life has what shaped and molded you, right? Especially with uh, your parents being your prime examples and um, and um, um, teachers as well at home, right? You you kind of learn off of them, base things off of them, how it is, right? So you, after all that you've been through in your life this is how you are right now right yeah so and and those experiences are not the same to mine where i've lived a different type of life so where mm-hmm. i lived a different type of experience um where i lived 
differently in another set and my parents are different as well right yeah so in that regard that's what shaped me that's what molded me so um who knows if god gives me the chance one day where i do um preach or whatever the case may be um it'll be interesting to see um i guess well i can't really see myself but <laughs> it'd be interesting to see um what type of emotion because i know for sure um i will have emotion right yeah and i think it's you know as we're raised as hispanic men right where we're shown not to show emotions like right i know it sounds weird but my mom when when i was right. a kid she would be like uh don't cry you're a man kind uh, of thing right yeah, yeah. my mom would say that my dad never said that to me but um interesting yeah my mom yeah. was more tough than my dad which is weird because my dad's circumstances were a lot tougher than my mom's uh-huh um whereas my dad came from um uh Guerrero background whereas my mom came from uh, a christian household right but uh my my mom did experience a uh, certain hardship because my my grandpa before he gave his life to christ uh, was an alcoholic right so my mom had to deal with that my my dad also had to deal with uh, an alcoholic father but uh he's you know um yeah it's weird my mom is the emotional one my dad is not an emotional person at all he's now that he's at a o older age now he is a little bit more he does uh express himself more now because when right. i was a, when i was a kid he didn't really say i love you as much now that i'm say, older yeah he's always like i love you son uh, mm -hmm. i love you boy that kind of thing i don't know how it is with you with you, your parents i i th i think i can also state the same thing uh when it comes to parent dynamic in that sense where moms i find tend to be more of the emotional mm -hmm. um supporters or or facilitators however you want to describe it and the fathers are more just uh the chill the calm ones who don't really express themselves as much right because i and again um i think this is where the fathers just understand that moment where they have to be that support they have to mm -hmm. be that anchor right yeah in a sense where they cannot show stress. They cannot show weakness. They got to make sure that they're the captains of the ship where even when the ship is sinking, like they show no emotion that everything's calm, right? Yeah. We rely on them. Like if everything is, if the if the house is on fire kind of thing, right? I can, I can kind of see where like the kids will be stressing out, freaking out. The mom would be screaming, shouting, but the, the father, we look at the father, he's like remaining calm, but making sure that things get going, that we are safe. But um, definitely my father would be in that same kind of, uh, same um grouping as your father as well where he rarely showed emotion um he rarely said to me the same thing i love you son or anything like that even to the point where uh, just a simple question is like how are you mm -hmm. son how you doing how you feeling like man like i didn't get that much at all yeah it'll be mostly the moms that would be coming up to me like what's happening what's wrong with you what's going on yeah right? with me it's like my dad is the understanding one my mom is the kind of like uh my mom is very loving, but she could be very tough at the same time. And uh, we don't really, really uh, realize um, that we pick up traits from our parents without even noticing it. 100%. And I'll give this example. Um, the way I play with my, my son, because my son is a, a little bit older, right? The way I play with him is the way my dad played with me. And I saw how my one of my brother-in-laws, the way he plays with his kids... 
he's more like interactive like he's on his hands and knees and he's playing with his kids right where me i'm uh, a little bit more reserved the way i play with my kids right i let i let him jump jump on me and i'll doing all that stuff right but uh uh i'm not uh i guess you can say quote unquote childish about it right and that's how my dad was with me and you're, you're talking about how the the dad has to be more reserved uh more level-headed i guess you could say right right and i i learned that with my son one day he was playing on uh i was outside uh cooking uh on the barbecue we were living in an apartment at the time and uh he was like trying to get my attention and he jumped he was on top of the couch and he fell off oh lord and he he landed on his head on the uh. like uh this the heat thing right mm-hmm. and he gouged his head like Ouch. blood was coming out yeah he had to go get stitches but through all that i had to maintain my composure yes sir i had to stay calm yes sir because i knew my wife was not okay yeah. and she told me when i left with him to the hospital that she stayed home and she was crying she was bawling her eyes out and my father and i showed up and he was trying to like calm her down too right, right? console her kind of thing but yeah. i had to remain level-headed even though deep down inside you not deep hurting. down but inside i was crying yeah you were hurt because you never want to see your child in that situation yeah, where they're you bleeding. don't want to see your son hurt you don't want to see your child exactly. hurt crying or anything like that yeah it hurts deep down because that's your flesh too right yeah so we went we were at the hospital for like eight hours we, we, i got home with him and he fell asleep and my wife kind of hugged me and that's when i broke down and i just started crying right because he is my son yeah and and see that right there um brother that like and that's perfectly fine too right mm-hmm. you can you like since it's your wife your lifelong partner like you need to have those moments with her yeah right as long as the kids are like fast asleep or away where they don't see you kind of in that thing i think right it, it's great to kind of see that um she's able to be there and you can feel safe and secure and vulnerable with her that you can release that emotion right yep. because yeah the last thing you want to happen is where you just bottle up and keep it in because um and i'm pretty sure your wife already does this where she's kind of poking at you like what's what, what, what what's wrong what's going on like what are you doing kind of thing like let it out talk to me right yeah. and i think it's really important that as strong as we are or we try to be or as, as calm as we try to be we also have to recognize that yes we need to have these moments where we need to have an outlet yeah and it's good to have that support right because uh um where society has taught us that the man shouldn't show emotion this the man should have expressed themselves but i wouldn't say i'm emotional in the sense that i cry a lot but i am emotional in the sense that i express how i'm feeling and i like to tell people hey i'm upset hey i'm happy hey i'm this hey i'm that right and i don't think that's i don't think it's wrong I think uh, as human beings, the way you need to communicate is you need sometimes you need to tell someone, hey, I'm upset about this. Let's talk about it. Whereas you see like in sitcoms, it's like, oh, only the woman wants to sit down and talk about it. Where I don't think it should be like that, because if you want to have a good relationship with whoever, there needs to be communication. You need to be able to express yourself because it's important to to be able to communicate it and then to be able to move on from it right because if you if you bottle something up and then two years later oh you louis or buddy my friend you said this you said that right now that we're talking about this uh someone came up i almost blurted out your name right someone told me keep it down i sir. heard i heard uh 
the constructive criticism it says uh when you go to the creator you can see my name so i'm just gonna i'm jonathan nice to meet you i'm putting my name out there because it's already out there and you know we're just trying to the 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 purpose of our the name of our podcast is not to give praise to ourselves Mm -hmm. but to give praise to god right so unfortunately my name is out there already but you know i don't know if you want to put your name out there but um yeah I'm Jonathan. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah. As much as I can, I'll keep my name out, but amen. Um, No worries. But to go off um, on that as well, to what you're saying too, um, the importance of that. And I think that's fine. Like to, to, um, to recognize what you're feeling, to be honest with yourself or what you're feeling, how you're feeling, Mm -hmm. because that in itself, it's not easy to do. Like me personally, man, like I, I, not that I have the ability, but that I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. I struggle with trying to identify why, what I'm feeling, and why I'm feeling it, kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So to have that already, that you can recognize, um, and of course, sometimes sometimes it's really easy. It's really black and white, right? Like when you're mad, you're mad, right? Yeah. Um, but there are certain situations where um, you just trying to identify what you're feeling and how you got to that point of why you're feeling it. For me, that's something that uh, is very, very difficult for me to do, right? Yeah. And maybe it is uh, something that um, because of our upbringing, right? Uh, how you learn off of your parents kind of thing. That's how it got you to that point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said, right? Our parents are our number one examples, right? Outside of school, right? Uh, every time that we're at home or every time we're at church, right? Who do we look up, right? Who do we look up to? Who do we learn from, right? Yeah. How does my father praise in church? How does my mother praise in church, mm. right? How does my my parents like condone themselves or properly pre- uh, present themselves? Like, how do they speak to others? What is their um, social skills yeah. in church, right? So I'm just basing all of the, all that when I'm as a child because I don't know, right? Mm. I I rely on them to give me that example. How am I supposed to compose myself in those situations? And going back. Um, Sorry, I'm backtracking a bit, but going back to the example you said about your um about that situation when it comes to your son, right? When he had that accident, yeah, I I can uh, recall a situation where um I was a child, maybe around the same age as your son. I want to say it was me, myself, and my brother, and my father. We were out uh, on a field. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, uh, my brother he was playing goalie, and my dad he was doing free kicks. But at that time, we were pretty poor, man. We were kind of ghetto. We didn't have the luxury of having nice things. So uh, we had like a basketball, but we used it for everything. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) so my dad, he would be doing free kicks with the basketball and my brother, he'd be trying to save the thing. So then, of course, I got all jealous and like (laughs) competitive, like my turn, my turn kind of thing. Right. So I got in there. He does a free kick. And the first one that I reach out to save, man, like. I, I got so happy because, like, I, I got it and, like, I hit it out kind of thing. But then when I looked over my arm, no word of lie, bro. My wrist was bent completely 90 degrees oh. back. Ooh. 90 degrees. And as soon as I looked at it, I freaked out. Mm. Started yelling, started screaming, started crying. Uh, mucus was coming out of my nose, man. I was freaking out. And my brother was just there, like, in shock. Just, yeah. like, doesn't know how to react to this. So then, of course... My father at that time, like, without uh, without a split second, just grabbed us, took us in the car, and right away drove immediately to the hospital, right? Yeah. And again, in the car, I'm still freaking out, like, <laughs> yeah. like having that whole situation going on. But As then, you should, but, right? As you I, should. Yeah, right? I'm reacting to legit pain and trauma, like, what the heck is it? Why am I yeah. arm like this, right? Yeah. 
But then I can I can honestly remember my dad. Just one point, he told me like shut. Like I'm paraphrasing, but he told me to shut up, and he's like, "Quit crying." Yeah. And yeah. at that moment, was like, <laughs> and I was just like trying to hold it in, man. But like, I needed that, right? Yeah. I needed him to be stern and firm with me, right? Because as much as I was freaking out, he was calm and collective, right? But yeah. as you stated, right. You were hurting inside, so I can only imagine what he was feeling because exactly. it's because of him, right? Uh, allow me to, uh, to go into goalie and like have whatever, like I don't know what the power was when you did that free kick, but it was enough to do that to me. So yeah. I can only imagine what he was feeling inside, right? And it's only so that's something that only uh, you you could ask him, right? Because right. at yeah. the end of the day, you don't know how he reacted when he got mm-hmm. home, right? And when it was just him and, and your mom, and you were probably sleeping and. I don't know. Maybe, bro. Like, only he know. <laughs> only him. Your mom and God know. Yeah, man. And that's actually a good question to ask because I can only imagine what he was thinking of. Like once we're at the hospital and all that, and and once we come back home, then my mom just see me in a cast. Like, what the heck happened? Yeah, <laughs> he probably got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I sh- I should ask him about that. Hey, Dad, what what happened in this situation? <laughs> my dad. My dad. One time he was preaching and he mentioned this, uh, and I didn't even remember. But uh, he said one time I was being bad, and like what else is new? Like I was, just, I was just that kid, right? <laughs> but uh, he was tell he was saying how I was being bad, and he he had to spank me, and oh, he yeah. spanked me, and and then he took me to bed, and he's like, "You're going to sleep," and then he said that uh, him and my mom after went to, went to bed, and he said he woke up like halfway through the night, and then he saw he felt something at his feet, and he got up and he saw and he said I was lying there, I was laying in bed with them at their feet no way and he said that he felt so bad that he instantly started crying and when he when he was telling that story i got emotional too right Mm. because uh you can see the love of a child the unconditional love a child has the innocence for the innocence for his (laughs) parents yeah and as a you symbolism don't... of asking forgiveness at that moment. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, I remember one time I had to I had to discipline my son and he he got upset at me. But five minutes later he like snuggled up beside me and he was just I don't know, man. It's it's un, an undescribable feeling having your your I guess you could say your seed just unconditionally love you. Yeah. The way you unconditionally love them, right? And you know, I think that's a that's a perfect segue into our topic of the day, right? Mm-hmm. That I I told you, and you're like, "Whoa, that's a deep topic." But it's something we need to uh, establish yes, as, our, as a fundamental yes, um, lesson for all of us, right? Which is Jesus Christ. Who is he? Who is he to you? Yeah. What is he in reality? Right? Is he God? Is he God? Right. Is Jesus God? Right. So my question to you, my brother, is, is Jesus God? If we put this quick and short to me, um, I believe that, yes, he is, mm-hmm. right? Um, and how do we go deeper into this, right? If we go um, straight from what we know as being Christians, as being Pentecostals, uh, we believe in Trinity, right? We believe three and one where Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God himself, right? Recognizing that God is in heaven, Jesus coming down from heaven to earth is God on earth. Mm. And then when Jesus left to return back to his kingdom, reuniting with his Father, leaving behind the Holy Spirit, which is God on earth as well, right? Um, So the question there is, okay, 
I'll I'll pretend I'm the non-believer, right? Mm-hmm. And you're the believer, obviously. If Jesus is God, how could God become man? That's my question to you, right? Because that is the question that we all get as believers. So you get uh, religions like Islam. You got religions like other ple- other people, even Catholicism, that they'll tell you that the Trinity is three de- three separate people, right? Right, right, right. So we need to define the word Trinity as well, right? Because technically speaking, Trinity is not a biblical word, right? It's a it's a word that came out of uh, Catholicism, unfortunately, right? Really? Yeah. I did not know that. So if you take a deep dive, and I have, you know, and uh, we need to define the way we express certain things, right? I don't like using the word Trinity. That's not to say I don't believe in the Trinity. I do believe in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, which makes up the person of God. Sorry, why why don't you like Trinity, the word Trinity? Is it just because it's rooted to Catholicism? Yes. Oh. Yeah, it's rooted towards Catholicism. uh, Is there another term to use instead? (laughs) See, that's that's a good question. I don't know what the other term to use for. Right. Because, like I said, the word the word itself is not a biblical word. You will not find it in the Bible. Um. Right. But see that I, I don't want people to mis misconstrued it as me not believing in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But because you, I yeah, do. Because you definitely do. Yes. Yeah. The the thing is how to explain it to non-believers. A non-believer. Yeah. How can they understand? Well, like, how can three people become one? Right. Mm. How can three separate names become one? How can a father um, give a son, but then that son is also the father's? Like, I, I can see how that can be very, very confusing, right? And I guess for me and, and for us, for our perspective, is that this is something that we've known our entire lives, so it's something that we just believe in, right? Yeah, because what does son of God mean to you? What the son of God mean to me? Yes, because that's, that's what they called him, right? The son of God. That's what he called himself, the son of God. You know, <laughs> man, glory to God. Um, that's, we're learning. I'm, we're no, learning. no, no. I'm I'm glad that you asked that because yesterday I went I went to um I went to church, and then this this kind of topic kind of came up, hmm. and I was Santo. like, yeah, man. I was like, no way. And like we were, and we just, and you brought up that topic of like, um, is Jesus God kind of thing? And then it's man, glory to God, man. It's 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 this is he's working, man. He's yeah. working. Uh, yeah, because the Lord you, works in mysterious ways, man. Because I I feel this strong desire, this strong fire within my soul that I need to express this. I go on TikTok a lot, and I see a lot mm-hmm. of videos, like Islam videos, uh, Catholic videos, and I always feel like the Spirit tells me just to put three simple words in the comment section. Dali, say it. Jesus is God. Mm. And sometimes this ruffles feathers, man. Like, people get upset. Yeah. They get mad. They, they say, how can you say this man, quote-unquote, is God, right? Because Jesus, the way he spoke when he was on earth, the way he spoke, he spoke as a man. Right. He spoke as a servant, right? But if we look at Philippians chapter 2 again, right? We're going to go back to it, and I'll always go back to it. Right. Right? It says, God did not care to be God, that he humbled himself and became flesh. Right. 
John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh. Right. 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 And if we don't understand that as, as Christians, as believers, what are we preaching? So hold on, brother. Um, those verses that you just stated right now, mm-hmm. can we break those down? Yeah. Let's go into that. So uh, you start with the first one saying that the Word is God. Yep. And God is the Word, right? Mm-hmm. So that section itself, what can we understand? How can we dissect that a bit, right? Yeah. Because we understand that um, what God spoke came to be, mm-hmm. right? When He created this universe, when He created the earth, were the case when he spoke it happened what he professed at that time is still true today so we understand that whatever words come out of god is is promised it's going to happen right mm-hmm. and since we believe that the word when it says god is the word and the word is god we understand that that word itself meaning the bible in my in my Am I right in this kind of in this kind of mindset, saying that because the Bible is what um, God spoke and it was inspired by man to create to write or create kind of thing? Because the word, the words in the Bible, is what God spoke Himself. Right? Yeah, I think it, it, it gets a little squirrely because um, in Spanish is el verbo, and if you translate verbo to English, it's verb, verb right? Right. Which so verb is what action. is the word? We yeah. need to define what is the word. Right. Right. Because when Jesus asked the disciples who they say he was. Right. He said they didn't say you are the word or they didn't say you are this, you are that. They said Peter said you are Christ, the Messiah. Right. 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 So yes. what was he expressing there? Right. Because Jesus was, said. And that was the first time that it was stated like that to yes. Jesus, right? That Peter was the first one to identify Jesus no longer as Jesus, but as Christ. Yes, because right? before that, he was just he was just recognized as a rabbi mm. or as a quote unquote prophet. Right. It wasn't truly defined who he was yet. Right. Right. So the word there became flesh. So the word was he was God. So going, so breaking down again, right? Um, trying to trying to play the role as a non-believer as well. Trying to really break this down, dissecting this, so we understand the W O R D that it's stated in the Bible that Jesus is the Word. Mm-hmm. We're talking about something that what the previous in the Old Testament have stated, right? What come to pass, what came to be, um, that He was the living embodiment of mm-hmm. what God has spoken to the prophets or to those. Uh, in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Am I correct in, in, in understanding that? Yeah, because I'll give you this example, right? Yeah. When Moses saw the burning bush, right? And he went up the mountain and he went face to face with the with the burning bush. He said, what is your name? God's response was, I am that I am. Santo. And then he said, when they ask you, who sent you the name that sent you you will respond i am has sent me so the the question there is was the name i am or what yeah how do you how do you interpret that <laughs> Woo! and i'll give you this, this to to keep going yeah yeah for sure for sure um, um to keep going jesus said to the pharisees 
before Abraham, I am. Oh, my Lord. So he's completing that. The full circle, yeah. The full circle. The Old Testament is fulfilled in the New Testament with Jesus. Yeah, because isn't... The Pharisees, they're the ones that are all about the Old Testament, about what Moses, right? Yeah. So they know the word to the point where those two words have such power power and meaning behind it. So as soon as they heard this man say, I am, then they're like, bro, I can only, I can imagine all of them just like stunned or just shocked or like it, it jaws says, to the floor kind of thing. You it know? says in verse 59 that they picked up their stones to stone him. As no soon, way. As soon huh? as he said that, verse... Uh, uh, hold on, let me check. Yeah, yeah go because, ahead, brother. Look it up, look it up. Because I, I, I don't want to sound like we're just making stuff up, right? Because I did preach about this too, but it's, nice, important, Glory it's, to God. it's important to remember exactly where it is. It's in John chapter 8, verse 58, where he says, Before Abraham, I am. I am. And in verse 59, he, they, it says that they picked up their stones to stone him. So the question is, why were they going to stone him? Because... At least for me, those two words itself has such meaning to them. Like, how dare you say that? Knowing that they have all this knowledge of the law kind of thing. So, like, this guy to know who proclaims to the Messiah and all that. That must have been blasphemous, if I can use that word, yeah. for them for for them to hear coming out of someone who who is a false, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say false prophet or a false. To them, person, he was. Right, to them, right? So, that was just a complete, like mic drop exactly in, in, in modern terms kind of thing so so they did it because in in the, in the verses previous to that jesus was calling them out yeah i was about to say saying that, yeah. that they were the sons and daughters of the devil mm. because Ooh. they said they worshiped the one true god yet they didn't want to accept him for right. being the one true god right. why because like i said last time they were expecting a messiah to come in a certain way, right? And, certain and they still are kind of expecting thing. that, right? Yeah. They're still expect. They're still waiting for the Messiah, their Messiah, right? But the God Almighty came humbly, right? And the way He spoke was very right on, and He t- spoke to them the way that they 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 didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Just simple as that. They didn't like it, right? Yeah, they was they were offended. They were offended. Right? Why? Because what he was saying was quote unquote blasphemous mm-hmm. to them, but he was speaking to them, and then even they said, "How can you say before that he knew Abraham that he knew Moses, right? When you're only thirty three years yeah, old, you weren't there at that time. What do you know, right? Yeah, they were like, this guy's crazy. What is he talking about, yeah. right? But everything he did, he did it specifically for oh, them yeah. to try to understand who exactly he was, right? Because the argument will always be Jesus never said, I am God. Right. Right, right. He never, yeah. I am for sure came out, but that third word, yeah, he didn't. And that makes sense too, right? Because in that time of the burning bush, right? When uh, Moses asked the burning bush, who are you? I am who I am, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't say, I am God, mm. right? Who I I am God, I am God kind of thing. No, it was just, I am who I am. So of course, Jesus doing a direct quote, right? Not adding anything, going directly from what he said, because again, he was the one who said it. And if you look at it, <laughs> if you look at it in your Bible, it's capitalized. I am. Santo. That's so, that. and, you know, that's only, that's only one, one example of exactly who Jesus was and is 
to us, right? And he should be to the world. Unfortunately, the world does not want to accept him still, right, for who he is, right? But he was infallible. He was with no sin. He had nothing wrong with him. He was a perfect man, but he was still a man while he was here. Yeah, he was still flesh, right? He was still a human being, right? Still feeling what we feel, having weakness, the type of weakness we have, temptations like us, right? He was still every 100% human, mm-hmm. but still 100% God. Yeah, and so people will say, I don't like using this, this phrase, devil's advocate, right? Mm-hmm. But the question is, well, how can he be... 100% man and 100% God. Right. So how do you explain that to someone, right? Yeah, that's... <laughs> it goes back down to the same thing, faith. Yeah. We believe it through faith. Yeah. Right? Because they always say, well, if Jesus is God, why was he praying to the Father? If Jesus is God, why did he do this? Right. Why was there still that recognition that he needs his Father or God saying, I am proud of my son, where are the kids? Why is there that re- established relationship if Jesus was God on earth? Because he was showing, this is the simple answer. He was showing us how to do it. Everything he did, he was doing it with purpose to show us. Right, because he is our perfect example, mm-hmm. right? That's why we are Christians, right? That's um, why we are Christ followers, because he set the example. We follow that example. We follow his leadership. We follow who we try to be. How do we? T- um, he's the example that how we're going to act, how we're going to speak, how do we interact, uh, right? Because when, um, I don't know who it was in the Bible, but... There was the group of people that were following Jesus, right? What were they saying? All these people are following Jesus, they, or the disciples are saying, oh, they look like that person, yeah, right? And being at the time of Christ, right? Yep. So what did they say? Oh, they must be the Christians, or I don't know how that came out to be, but um, I'm paraphrasing, so excuse me for that. But <laughs> uh, essentially, that's what happened, right? All these individuals that were following Christ, Right, we're starting to look more like him, speak more like him, act more like him. So, of course, the Christians, Christ, and uh, the INS, I don't know how that came to be, but um, there's probably some good explanation with that, how that came to be. But at some point, that's where the Christians came out, right? That's where that terminology came out. Yeah. The Christ followers. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, the, the question is always why, right? Why, 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 why? And the thing is, can you explain why God does anything? It's hard to explain that, right? It's hard to explain one plus one plus one equals one. When in our society and mathematical standards, one plus one plus one equals three, right? And that's always going to be the argument. The answer is, it's through faith that we believe that. Yeah. And again, this is something that for us believers, right? Mm -hmm. It's easy for us to state that yeah we just believe through faith right yeah you're right right as a non-believer whatever the questions they have like yeah and those are valid questions and i don't know the answers to them unfortunately i'm being real right i don't know the answers but this is where faith comes into play to uh to believe in the unknown right mm. to believe in something that we cannot understand or comprehend that we cannot break down as science can break down we can't right but this is where our faith comes in that we just believe that he's the almighty God that he supersedes us in every type of way Amen. he supersedes us the way we think the way we believe that our that our, our own spirit is right yeah. that he only allows us 
to uh, understand what the word says at that time and moment right? because his again his plan is perfect right everything has been pointed down right he knows everything he's the I don't know how to say it in English but it is omnipotente omnipresente right omnipresent thank you right um, he's the all knowing right yeah. so when it comes to these moments of us trying to figure out what this message is saying right all we can do is of course do our part right but this is where we just understand that whatever the Holy Spirit allows us or guide us to understand or whatever God reveals us, we can only do at that moment. Because, man, as you know, man, the, there's levels to this, right? There is the levels. word is deep, right? It's very there's, deep. There's only so much that we can comprehend and understand. And the almighty God, everything that he encompasses is um, just just what that's what draws us even closer is just the unknown the mystery right and we want to know more we want to desire to mm. understand more right and and that's the beauty of it when it comes to faith as well we have to under, we have to want to to know more right because if we're just stagnant where we are then we're not doing anything yeah we're we're just wasting our time really and i'll give it uh, uh for those who, who who say jesus never said he was god right john chapter 10 verse 31 to 33 says then the jews took up stones again to stone him Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works do ye stone me? Right? So he's asking them, Why are you going to stone me? I haven't done anything wrong. Right. Everything I've done, I've done it for for human, for you guys. I've, I've come with love to, to, to heal the sick, to lift up the dead. Everything I've done, I've done with yeah. With good intentions, right? And then and they he's say, coming with, ob- and he's being objective about it, right? Yeah, it's something that people can't really uh, misinterpret or misidentify, right? Yeah. These are objective tasks that he's done that they all seen. So, like, how how can you how can be, you be upset? Yeah. So, yeah. and then it says, verse thirty three says, then then the Jews answered him saying, for a good work we not stone thee, but for blasphemy, and because that thou being a man maketh thyself god Uh, capital g right so it goes back down to the verse i told you before john chapter 8 verse 58 where jesus says before abraham i am the jews understood the meaning of i am yep exactly who i am was they knew exactly what he said when he said it now do us as Christians do understand that meaning I am? Do we understand Jesus is God? Okay, because it goes back down to there's a lot of sects in Christianity, a lot of denominations that do not accept that. They say he's the son of God, that he sits on the right hand of God, right? But then the question comes back down to, is there more than one throne in heaven? Hmm. Is there two? Is there three? One for the Holy Spirit, one for the Son, one for the Father, right? The Bible says there's only one throne. So how do you explain one plus one plus one equals one? Yeah. You, you can't. can't. <laughs> Simply put, yeah, you can't. You can't. No. And, well, we can't, right? Of course, God being almighty that he is, definitely can explain, but it's it's not time. And it's not, it's not, on, it's not for everybody to believe it. At the end of the day, it says that the... Uh, in Spanish, it says el trigo crece con la con la cizaña, right? That the 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 grain grows with the weed, right? So the answer, the not everybody will understand it. Yeah, it says many are chosen, but few or many are called upon, but few are chosen, right? Muchos son llamados, pocos los escogidos. Yeah, 
right? So it's on us to see who's really going to believe that. And I guess that's that's where um, the choice comes into play as well, right? For those who make that their definitive moment, right? Mm-hmm. If this can't be explained, then no, I'm out. Yeah. Right? And then we're not living through faith. Mm-hmm. We're living through like Thomas who needed to see Jesus' wounds to understand who he who he was again after he rose from the dead, right? I had a uh, some Jehovah's Witnesses come to my house last last night. They nice. knocked, they knocked on the door and they gave me a pamphlet and the pamphlet said or he said we are celebrating the death of Jesus. And I looked at him and I'm like, "You're celebrating his death?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Shouldn't you be celebrating that he rose?" Yeah, from the death. <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to yeah, me. Yeah, why are you trying to celebrate his his death? He's like, oh, well, technically it's not that we're celebrating his sacrifice. I'm like, then you need to rephrase what you're saying, yeah. friend, because that doesn't sound right. We're not celebrating his death. We're celebrating his sacrifice and the fact that he rose from the dead. And when he rose, he would did not come out like how he, when he died, he was a perfect being. It yeah. says that 500 saw him lift ascend to heaven and then the the question always comes down to Matthew, Mark, Luke and John weren't written by eyewitnesses yes they were the fact that people don't want uh, want to accept that is another thing right. it's another argument you'll always find an argument for whatever for sure right because man is flawed man has sin man has problems but the word of god is inspired by god himself mm-hmm. right so how do we answer that question to all to those people how do you how do you and i answer is jesus god yeah because as flesh we have limitations mm-hmm. but god has no limits there's no limits to his power right there's no limits to what he can do and and again that's that's man this is it's good stuff right now. This is how we recognize and see when Jesus was on earth, how he was always surprising people. He was always mm. dropping all these mic bombs. The way that he spoke, the way that he uses the parables, the way that he kind of put people into a mindset where like, whoa, that was uh, some um, amazing stuff. Because again, he is human at that point, but he's also 100% God. So that's where the 100% God comes into play because he's saying things that no human being could comprehend, come up with, understand, or try to duplicate that type of same message that he was sending out to others, right? That's where, at that point, his mindset was not man at all. His mindset was 100% God to understand the profound things that he was saying, mm-hmm. not only being in that present moment, but bringing from one that it was in the past because recognizing that you said earlier that he is the word, the word is him, he was able to... Uh, <laughs> word for word bring out what he was said in the past to bring in the present and to call up for those pharisees hey if you believe in the past then i'm also the present right now Mm. and if you believe in the past it was said that he was the word that i am still that word right now hey man fire fire calming down (laughs) yeah man no keep going because you know what what you're saying is the truth whatever happened in the old testament it comes to fruition in mm. the New Testament. Mm-hmm. What he was then, he was now, and now what he is now, he is in the future. Mm-hmm. That's why he says he's the beginning and the end. Uh-huh. He said, no one can come to the Father if it isn't through me. Yes, sir. What does that time. mean? You cannot go to heaven without accepting the, that Jesus is God. Someone always told I had someone always give me that argument. He said, Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father, Right. And he's like, well, technically, if you see me, you're seeing my father. I'm like, 
No, I'm not. I can see you, but I'm not seeing your dad. Right. Your physical dad. <laughs> it's impossible mm-hmm. because you're different than your dad. Right. You don't look like your dad. It, you don't sound like your dad. You don't think like your dad. But Jesus and God were one. Yes. Jesus is God. Jesus and the Father were one. Yes. Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit are one. Yes. That's why Jesus said when he leaves that he will bring the great counselor. Mm-hmm. Who is the great counselor? It's the Holy Spirit. It's him himself. Yeah. That's why it says where two or three are are Calling gathered in his, his name, name his he presence is there. will be there. Amen. Amen. So, man, this, like I'm getting goosebumps just talking yeah. about this because I get so animated and I want to keep going because it's like we need to express that truth to the world. Yeah. Right? That Jesus is God. That no one has ever been like him. No one will ever be like him. No one has changed the face of the world the way Jesus has. Even though Muslims will try to tell you, oh, Muhammad did change the world more. It doesn't matter what Google says. It matters what Jesus did. Right. No one was like him. No one is like him. No one's going to be like him. No. Amen, brother. It can only be one. Only one. That's why when we say, um, when new believers or non-believers, when they accept Christ, right? Again, I'm paraphrasing, but whoever is passing on that message of acceptance, right? Do you believe that Jesus is your one and only hmm. true Lord and Savior. One and only true. One and only. That's, uh, again, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not sure if those are the, the right, the specific words, but it doesn't say one of or hmm. one of many or could be one. Like, it is very specific. One and only true. Yeah, and see, this is this is one of my biggest pet peeves, right? Mm-hmm. You got, um, in Spanish, they call them los Jesús solos, right? Where they baptize in the name of Jesus. Right. And then you got uh, Pentecostals and the others that baptize in the name, the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Oh, right, right, right. Keep this going. Is, this, is where I, this is where I go. Isn't it the same? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it the same? Yeah. Because Peter said, baptize in the name of... I think Peter said, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Jesus said that. Paul said, baptize in the name of Jesus. It's the same thing. When I got baptized, I was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right. who is Jesus Christ. Right. It's the same thing, but there's this big divide between these two groups right. that are saying you need to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And you got this other group that's saying you need to baptize in the name of Jesus. It's the same thing. Jesus, when he made, performed his miracles, he didn't say, in the name of the Father, this happens. No, he just did it. Because, Whereas Peter yeah. said, right. get up in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Get up and go. Son Walk. Because yes. he understood. You can't say in the name of Peter, you will be raised up from the dead. Nope. You can't say in the name of Paul, you will be raised up and you, will be, and you nope. can walk. No, you do it in the name of Jesus. I was taught as a child that whenever I felt a bad spirit, to say in, in la sangre de Cristo hay poder, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' blood, there's power. Why? Amen. It says in the name of Jesus that the demons are they, they get shake. shaken up. Yeah. Right? Why? There's fear in that name. There's power. Because Jesus conquered hmm. the grave. Amen. Right? And and if I can, brother, um what you're bringing up right now is is taking me back to I, I don't know if you're uh, if if you have dreams or have visions, but mm-hmm. I think I can confidently say that I've only had one vision. Mhm. Or dream. I, I don't know how to categorize it yet, but I, I this is something I will never forget. 
and this is something that I can recall for all the details that that uh, this happened, right? So um, I was having this dream slash vision where I was in this room, which it looked like a library. Mm-hmm. So I was seeing, I was down this hallway and there was bookshelves, all these bookshelves of all these books. And directly down this hallway, I saw there was this wall and this wall was holding all these like book relics, very, very old, old books. And there was only one that I was drawn to. And which I interpreted and it looked like it was, if I can say, quote unquote, the first Bible, Hmm. right? And it was so detailed, man, where you can see it was so old. It's been so uh, weathered down, whatever the case is. I still opened it and I was still like seeing scripture and words and all that stuff kind of thing. But it wasn't by myself that time. I was with two other uh, brothers at that time. I won't name their names, but um, I wasn't alone in this room. What are the names? Give me the gossip. (laughs) (laughs) right but um as i was holding this book then out of nowhere um to my left i saw that there was like this other area that kind of was cut off because there's the wall in a corner that i couldn't see but something kind of jumped out i don't know if it was a table or a chair Hmm. and then i kind of took a moment and i looked at the others two are with me and we knew right away that that was either a demon or demonio or diablo or something something evil yeah right and we felt it so right away when that moment happened the other two they ran but Hmm. i stood for some reason i did not run i said no i want to um i don't want to run away because right because i'm a believer god is with me jesus with me there no harm can come onto me right Hmm. so i turned around and i confronted and then as I was confronted, I felt, literally felt that I was being hoisted and I was being choked mm. by the throat where I wasn't able to breathe. And I can hear the two others that were with me that ran, that they were also fighting, mm-hmm. right? Stuff were being moved around. I couldn't see, but in this moment, I was, I was trying to gasp for air, but I wasn't able to. So there was two things that I said at that moment mm. um, uh, in the power of God. I said that, or in the name of God, I said that nothing happened. In the name of God, again, nothing happened. And then I said, in the name of Jesus, mm. release. Hmm. Power. I was let go. I was able to breathe. And yeah, it, it felt so real, man, that um, it, it, I, I couldn't believe it. And then, like, and then I woke up. I was like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> Thanks. Right. And, 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 I'm, and I'm bringing this up just because the fact that you're saying, right, there is power in the name of Jesus. Right. Uh, and and it just showed me right there um, that, again, God being the almighty God, powerful God, it came to the point where I had to say the name of Jesus where something happened. And right? you know what? You're not the first that had a dream like that. And you're not the last because I have too. Amen, and brother. every time, every time. I had a dream like that where I felt like the devil or a demon is trying to kill me, trying to do something to me physically. The only thing that liberates me from that is in the name of Jesus, there's power. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus, there's liberation. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus, there's salvation. Yes. Sanidad. Yes. There's all these things in his name. Amen. And if we realize that, we recognize that, that only through that name that we can be no liberated from name. all those things. No sweeter We name. will know peace. We will know what it's like to be without depression. We will know what it's like to be without anxiety. Right? Because 
that's the only thing that takes all that away. Amen, brother. I was listening to a podcast of a guy who's not who's a non-believer who said he had night terrors. He always had night terrors. Right. And one night he felt like that that, that demon that night terror was trying to kill him and was killing him. And then he remembered he had heard in a podcast or whatever he had said, he had heard that in the name of Jesus, he can be liberated from all that. And he remembers he was struggling. He was struggling. And he, he can like he was having an out-of-body experience that he can see himself literally dying. Jeez. And his wife was sitting beside him. And he said he remembered those words. And he started screaming out, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus and at the exact same moment his wife woke up and looked over at him and he and she looked at him and he was like slurring Jesus Jesus Santo. and she got scared and she started shaking him and he woke up the only thing that liberated him from death that night was Jesus Christ and I hope that this man realizes who saved him that day that it wasn't his wife it was in the name of Jesus that saved him from death glory to God and from that, we will recognize who he is. Right. Jesus is God. That's our message. That should always be our message. Yes, sir. Jesus is God. And we need to keep proclaiming that even though the world will tell you, no, that's not it. Yes, it is. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I love. Uh, I believe it. You believe it. This is our faith. Yes. And this is what we str stand strong in. This is what we stand firm in. You can try to convince me otherwise. No. Mm -hmm. I go by the word. And as we discuss, the word is God. Is God. Man, I love listening to a, um, a YouTube uh, channel. It's called Forerunner. I love listening to this guy because whenever he preaches at the end, when he finishes, he says, the truth is the truth, whether you want to admit it or not. Yep. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the life. Yes, sir. Whether you want to accept it or not, yeah. whether Islam wants to accept it or not, whether Buddhists, doesn't matter what religion, atheist, doesn't matter what you are, the truth is the truth. Jesus is the truth. What did you say in last episode where it was like, all knees will bow, bow down. down, all tongues will shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. And that, if you look at it in your Bible, it's capitalized. It's capitalized. And not without reason there is intention there's purpose recognize that every word that's in the bible every pronounce every um symbol every capitalization hmm. right every grammar right every punctuation it's all with purpose all with purpose why did jesus say before abraham i am why did he say that because he knew what he i knew. am meant yeah and, and he, he knew and that what the the Pharisees know what that means. He knew exactly why he said it like that. Yes. And he knew it was going to ruffle feathers. Yes. Oh, he trigger knew, them, bro. Oh, he that knew that they were going to be like, man, who is this guy to yeah. say that? To the point where you said, right, they all grabbed stones as soon as he said that, right? Like, to get to that point, right, it didn't like, uh, like how, like, let's take this into modern times right now. What would be the equivalent of us kind of reacting to something like that, right? I think right away, like, our fists are going to be clenched, like, whether it be, <laughs> like, we're going to have to grab something where, like, what did you say, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, man, how, how often do you see uh, Hollywood or, you know, people just mocking Jesus? I don't know about you, but it, it, it gets me so mad. It just... But I know when I get mad, it's it's holy because I'm doing it because they're offending my God. Yeah. They're offending the one true God. And the question is, why do they always attack Christianity? They'll always attack Christianity because it's the truth. 
The devil's not going to worry about Muslims. The devil's not going to worry about Buddhists. The devil's not going to worry about uh, Sikhs. He's not going to worry about that because he knows that's not the truth. He's going to worry about what's the truth. Yes. What's coming from that. He's trying to distract us from the truth. He's trying to take us away from the light. But... If he he is greater, who is with us Amen. than who's in the world, yes. and we need to recognize that. And, and as well as too, right? The devil's not going to spend time uh, or waste time, I should say, on those who, like you said, believe in false doctrines or believe in other religions. Right? His focus is on those who are doing the work of God, those that are preaching the word, those that are preaching the truth, those that are preaching Jesus' name, or all to all over the world. Right? He is more concerned about those, not those that are bench warmers, not those mm. that are comfortable not those that are just uh, arriving to church right he's worried about those are doing the work that are doing the will of god because we know at the end result when things come to pass at some point we're all going to be going to heaven where we're going to be receiving judgment right and we're having that great if i can say battle we all know that the victory is already there the victories we have the victory has been won yes he won it on the cross mm-hmm. he won it when he rose mm-hmm. he won it when he was born mm-hmm. the moment he was born that battle was won yeah because he came to this earth with one specific thing one to bring us purpose. salvation yes sir so we can understand who he is yeah. who he was who he's going to be to complete the law exactly the law was complete with him yeah if you look at, have you read, um, have you read the first five chapters of uh, the first five for the five books, uh, Genesis, Leviticus, Numbers, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Uh, if you read yeah. the five, man, it gives you a crazy list of the law, long. Yeah, like it breaks down like your, every like single your ten thing. commandments, but it even breaks down that even even to more and more. Yeah, because right? it it breaks down to how you're supposed to sacrifice a, a lamb, right. how you're supposed to do this, how you're supposed to enter the temple, who can enter the temple, right, right, who right. can do this, who can do that. But Jesus, when he came, he said, "I will, I fulfill that law. Yeah. No longer is what was applicable in the in the Old Testament is now applicable in the New Testament." That's not to say that we need to put the old testament to one right. side not to say that we're not going to no longer pay attention to the old testament exactly it's still value because now it's done differently right because right. just in the old testament it says that if you were caught in in uh in adultery that both had to be stoned stoned to death right right, right. whereas jesus comes and he forgives now the question is who can forgive sin only god can forgive sin why did jesus forgive sin oh <laughs> There we go. <laughs> we go back to the same thing. There we Jesus go. is God. All right. When Jesus stopped the the storm that was happening, he didn't say in the name of the Father, stop. He said, stop. Yeah. He didn't say God stopped us. No, he said, like you said, stop. His stop. own words. His words. With his name, there's peace. Mm. With his name, there's salvation. With his name, all things are good. Yes. And when we realize that, when we start understanding that, is when we will understand exactly who we're serving. We're not serving three gods. We're not serving three persons. We're serving one living God with three different manifestations. We haven't even taken taken that word, what manifestations mean, what it means to be manifested, right? Because now the world uses that manifest whatever no yeah. manifestation is his different for versions of him 
but he's still that same God, right? That now we're, we experience God through the Holy Spirit. They were able to experience God through... In person. In per- man. <laughs> Imagine that, eh? I, I, I can't. Honestly, it's so hard for me. I always think if I could go back in time, I would go back to Jesus' time just to see him. You know what I mean? But we can't. Like, yeah, man. Like, I wonder if when the disciples were walking with Jesus and then crowds would come and come along, like, I wonder, of course, there's many reasons, but like when they were close to him or starting to get close to them or or if he was at a distance and coming closer, like, did they feel goosebumps? Like, was there something happening in the air? Was, you know, yeah. like, was the weather changing? Was like, like, you know how, like, um, we have different feelings when it comes to either watching a movie or hearing mm. music or mm-hmm. in church and stuff. We have these different sensations, yeah. out of body experience. Like, I wonder if that's something that happened during that time as well. Yeah, because like I'm, I'm a musician, right? And and I'm like I'm moved by like orchestra music, right? I don't know what it, it is about it. Like, yeah. it, it, like I feel like I, I it's it's an undescribable undescribable feeling, right? But I'm wondering. If they felt even something close to that when he spoke, yeah, right, because it says that multitudes would follow Jesus Christ. Yeah. So my question is, how do those people feel, right? And you can see a little example of that of the woman who walked in when Jesus was at uh, someone's house, and she walked in, and the moment she walked in, she couldn't stop crying, hmm. and she washed his feet with his with her tears and dried his feet with her hair. But it says, the Bible says that she couldn't stop crying. She couldn't stop crying. Jeez. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, this spirit where you just start crying. Yeah. And you don't understand why you're crying. And you don't understand why you feel this sensation, this love, this this indescribable feeling of like but someone's it, there yeah. with you. And it just, and again, like you said, right, it just causes you to cry and cry and cry, right? Even if you're, tr- even if you were saying words before that, but now you're at a point where you can't even say words, mm-hmm. right? And you're trying to fight, but you're still having this moment, right? Where you just cry, yeah. like you can be listening to a song, and it's like you, can, you've, like I don't know if this has happened to you, but I, I can be listening, I can listen to a song like a thousand times, but as soon as you start really paying attention to the words, it's like it moves you, right? And you start crying, and you realize the love of God yeah. for you, right? I, I can't. I can't tell you how many times I've been driving f- like home from work and I'm listening to a song and I just start crying. Yeah, it just touches your heart, man. And and shout out to um to those um with the guidance and help of the Lord, of course, who created those worship music or those praise songs, right? Where either it comes directly from the Bible that they use, right? As they're part of their lyrics, right? To come uh, to send that message out, right? Where it has that impact. And again, that's where we come back to where the word is God and God is the word. It's yeah. only his work that can make that impact. Yeah. Cause I, I was at the gym earlier today and I was listening to a song and it, it, for some reason, these words just spoke to me. It was in Spanish, right? It was like, uh, how did it go? The song goes, De exalto. have you heard that song? De exaltamos. Yeah. Yes, sir. And then the, that one part go, it goes, No a nosotros, no, 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 sino tu nombre damos gloria por tu fidelidad. That's great. Because mm-hmm. they're exalting Jesus' name. 
They're not exalting their own name anymore. No a nosotros, sino a ti te damos toda la gloria. Amén, a ti te damos siempre. toda la honra. Así a ti te damos todo nuestro ser. Porque, porque tú eres el que mereces todo eso. Eres digno. Eres digno de abrir los cielos. Ooh, that's a throwback, Señor. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a good singer, right? But, you know, once you let the Spirit just, like, guide you and just let the Spirit talk, it's like, that's what moves us. It's just like, it can be somewhere, it can be a preaching, it can be a singing, it can be whatever. You talking to your friend, me talking to my brother, you let, you know that God is with us right now. God is here right now. There's two of us that are giving Him the praise, giving Him the honor, I don't even know, man. It's it's so hard to explain to people. Yeah. It's so hard to explain to people like what God is, what brings us together. And as I'm seeing you across from me, man, I'm, I'm noticing that you got boost, the goosebumps on your arms. I can't <laughs> stop. I can't stop, bro. And and again, man, like as we kind of started off, like that's where I, I me personally, well, that's where I find this emotion is fine, man, because mm-hmm. this is this is the I, 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 I don't see how um, talking about the word, talking about God, how this doesn't cause some sort of emotional impact on our life, right? Yeah. Um, again, especially when the life that you live or the life I live kind of thing and for God's mercy and his love, like this, it, it's hard for me to not get amped or get emotional or be connected to this, right? Yeah. Because this means so much. To us this means something right it's a matter of life and death yeah exactly uh, li- literally exactly and i don't like using the word literally because it's, you know it's, it's overused it's overused <laughs> but this is literally life and death either you're for god or you're against him either you're for jesus or you're against him solo hay dos caminos uno yep. del hmm. para la vida eterna otro doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what the world tells you or Oprah Winfrey will tell you that there's many paths to God there isn't there's only one what yeah man this man like yeah I remember seeing that it drives me crazy when I see former Christians just talking crazy man honestly. what just, just, yeah. I just think about that Russell Westbrook meme man what what, what are you talking about bro <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, y'all tripping. <laughs> y'all tripping. I'm mad. What? Here. Yeah, it's just like when you hear these people, just like there's nothing sadder than uh, uh, someone who used to be Christian the way they speak about it. Because unfortunately, we like us as Christians, we we give a bad rep to the name of Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of the times, our testimony speaks louder than what our words say. Right? Yeah, you might be able to yeah. say Jesus is God. He's my everything. I live life through grace, through love. And then you're just you're just a horrible person. You like gossip, gossip. You like to talk yeah. bad about people. You swear. You you're just you like to do this. You like to do that. You and know? that will get the message across to people more than what you're saying. 100%. Exactly, exactly. So understanding that Jesus is God, understanding that He is that change in our lives will will help us understand that there needs to be that change in our life, that you need to be a new person for God. You need to be different than the world, right? Not let the world change you, but you change the world the way Jesus changed it. Yeah, us changing the world in the sense that we are vessels and instruments and the message of God will change the world, right? Uh, 
we are us ourselves we can't change anything we can't change humans but god using us as servants right yeah that we send that message and recognizing that the word is god and god is the word that message that word is what will change the world amen right um you have to be the change in the world amen brother you have to be like we said either you stand for something or you fall for anything right and the, and the bible also states too man that we are the light of the world that we mm. are the salt of the world right the bible clearly states that what is the use of salt if it has if it doesn't serve its purpose or it's not salty it gets tossed away it gets thrown away right mm-hmm. what use is a light if it's not able to shine in the darkness right hmm. do you know like, what you know what jesus said go ahead yeah jesus said said it perfectly gaining the world losing your soul Whew. boom boom there you go that's a mic drop if i ever heard one boom <laughs> That that's that's that message is you can't even explain that message because what what we want as human beings a lot of the times is we want the world to accept us. Yeah. We want the world to say we love this guy. We love nameless servants for Christ. But when they start loving you is when you start changing as a person. Mm-hmm. How many musicians do you see now that have started so humbly singing jesus name and then as soon as they get a little bit of fame they change yeah man money right? and fame That's, yeah those are the ingredients that change people you know me. elvis used to be a, a christian singer yeah and then he chose fame he chose money right well and look how he ended up he wanted to be the center of the stage and look what happened right and yeah. even uh i think as i think um katie perry right she, katie perry's parents were Chris, were Pastors. pastors right yeah and then look at her now right man that's unfortunate like because there's you, there's many like that when money comes you know there's that famous saying money talks right yeah it's either you choose making money having f- fame being popular being loved or being an outcast yeah or being you know not liked like we were talking about how how a lot of the disciples and apostles ended their lives are we willing, solitude, yeah. Are we willing to do any of that? Yeah. Are we willing for the world to hate us? Are we willing for the world to not accept us? But you know, if we're not, we have we have uh we are comforted comforted, is that the word? Sure. By what Jesus said, if they hate you Comforted. Comforted. There we go. We are comforted by Jesus saying, If they, the world hates you Keep in mind, it hated me first. Yeah. And and if I may, brother, um, if yep. the world hates you, um, I'm pretty sure the follow-up of that, which is what he would say is like, remember that I still love you. Hmm. What he thinks of me is more important yes. than what the world thinks of me. Yes. Or what the world thinks of you. Right. right. Because we are starting this platform, right? We are starting this. Our voice is getting out there now. It's now it's God is looking at us and saying, okay, what is going to be your message? What's going to be our message? Right. Right. Now we named it a certain thing because we want to give honor and the glory to the one who deserves it. Right. Yeah. If and this recognize po- that his name is, is the name that's the most important that needs to be spread. Right. Mm-hmm. Go on, our go names, on. our name, our names are not that important. No, you know, it means nothing. It doesn't. It doesn't because at the end of the day, like if we're if we're sent somewhere, 
if we're we're sent to go preach somewhere because of this podcast because it it, it reached somewhere yeah. else, right? Yeah, they're not going to talk about like, oh, how'd you guys do it? How did you like uh, like? They're not going to ask about. Uh, they're not going to ask about us ourselves, right? Maybe they might ask about our testimony, and that, but like us ourselves, we have no value to this. The only value that we can bring to this is just. The name of Jesus, right? Exactly. The word, preaching the word, right? We're That's servants. Only. That's all we are. We're Eight. slaves to Christ. Yes, sir. And we're willing slaves. We're happily being slaves to him right yeah, man. and that's the most important thing like i'm a slave to jesus christ now i'm not afraid to say it yeah. and i know you're not afraid to say it. Oh, we're I'm taking not ashamed of the gospel we're taking our steps we're doing our part yeah. in his kingdom <laughs> and it's and then i my my recommendation my want for everybody who is listening is for you to do the same mm-hmm. if you start a podcast amen do it yeah. Exalt his name. If you're a musician, start singing for him. Yeah, if you're for him, yeah. yeah, exactly. Whatever you are, do it for him. Yeah, because that's what he wants. Yeah. He wants us to be able to sacrifice ourselves, our time, our energy. You know, it's not it's not easy sometimes going to church when you're tired. It's not easy to serve him when you're tired. You know what I mean? Like, but you got to keep going, right? What it's um. Pablo lo dijo en la palabra muy directo y franco, ¿eh? bien mm. claro. Ahora no vivo yo, mm-hmm. ahora Cristo vive, vive en mí, right? And I just want to bring this up because, again, this is something I remember in the past where um, when I was a young teen in the youth group and we had a youth leader at that time, like we would kind of joke around like, you know, this is our fight for salvation, but this is our fight for our name and the everlasting, um, oh, I forget the name of it, the book, the great book. The internal book. Oh, yeah. We get to heaven, right? And we're just fighting Libro for de la that. Vida. Thank you. We're the, we're fighting for our name to be in that. And uh, we're so like, like, we don't even care if we're like, we're in the corner of the kingdom, like, like, you know, scrubbing the floor with a toothbrush, mm. like whatever it gets, takes for us to get there. Like for me personally, man, I'm okay with just scrubbing like the, the corner of the kingdom with a toothbrush. As long as that I'm in there. Yeah. You know, glory to God. People man. talk about the analogy that, that, uh, uh, the church is the body of Christ, right? right. The, the only thing I ever say is, I want to be at least the nail. <laughs> at yeah, least the man. nail, because you need the nail to scratch your head. If you didn't have a nail, how are you going to scratch your head, right? And yeah. we're gonna, we should end this now because my my little squinkler has finally showed up. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's been it's been a process. I, I hope that each and every one of you can pray for us, right? Because it, it has Amen. it hasn't been easy trying to to make this sound good so it can be listenable right and also be able to to bring that message right because there has been obstacles my brother over here knows there has been obstacles for us mm-hmm. to be able to record something like this to make it sound good to try to do the best that we can for Christ right yeah and i don't know i don't know if you can elaborate on that right because it for is sure. it is hard yeah it's um like the, this whole process, like we stated before, right? This is something that we're going to be learning. It will be a journey for us, right? But um, the prayer that we're asking from everyone else, uh, not just in that side of the process, but again, we recognize that we are human beings. Hmm. We have faults. We have weaknesses. So the prayer is also just for us um, to continue to be strong in this faith that we can continue to carry out this message that we can continue to carry out uh this podcast that all honor and glory be to god right yep. and this is something that we recognize that this is also the point of prayer praying for one another hmm. right just being there to be supporting one another right um 
So with that being said, um, shall we close with a prayer? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. Do you want it? Do you want, want to pray? Sure. Okay. <laughs> or do you want me to? Uh, you prayed last time. I'll pray this time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to pray in Spanish? Yeah, you do. You've been doing it in Spanish, right? If you want, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Padre Santo, te damos gracias, Señor Amén, Jesús. Señor amado. Por otro día más que nos has dado de vida. Amén, gracias, Señor. Porque Amén. tú estás con nosotros, Señor Jesús. Siempre, tú nos Señor ayudas, Jesús. Señor Jesús. Gracias, Seas tú, Señor, motivándonos gracias. a cada uno de nosotros, a los que están oyendo, Señor Jesús, a mi persona, a mi hermano que está aquí también, Señor Amén, Jesús. Señor. Motívanos, Señor, a, a buscar de tu rostro, Señor Jesús. Te pedimos, Señor, que eres tú, Señor, el que nos ayuda en cada momento, Padre. Eres tú, Señor Jesús, que nos ayuda a saber, Señor Jesús, que te tenemos que dar gracias, Señor Jesús, en las buenas, Señor, y en las malas, Padre. Y muchas veces es difícil hacerlo en las malas, Padre. Pero sabemos, Señor, que con tu ayuda, Señor, podemos Amén. lograr llegar al final, Señor Jesús, y decir como Pablo dijo, Señor, ya no vivo yo, sino que eres tú que vives en mí, Señor Jesús, Santo. y que hemos peleado la buena batalla, Señor Amén. Jesús, que hemos guardado la fe, Padre, que hemos llegado al final, Señor Jesús, peleando, pelea, Señor Jesús, pelea, y proclamando pelea, la verdad, Padre. Pelea, Te pedimos, Santo. Señor, que seas tú usándonos a nosotros como vasos, Señor, de tu cuerpo, Señor Amén. Jesús, como instrumentos, como instrumentos Padre, para que por lo menos una alma, Señor Jesús, pueda ser salvada, Señor Jesús. Que úsenos, Señor Jesús, en tu, en tu reino, Señor Jesús. Que use cada persona, Señor, que está alrededor de nosotros, Padre, para ayudarnos, Señor Jesús, para motivarnos, Señor Jesús, para darnos amor, Señor, para darnos misericordia, Señor Jesús. Seas tú, Padre, usando a mi hermano que está aquí a la par mía, Señor Jesús. Yo sé que tú tienes planes grandes para él, Señor. Yo sé que tú tienes planes grandes para cada uno de nosotros, Padre. Úsanos, Señor Jesús. Úsanos, Señor Padre. Seas tu mano poderosa, seas tu espíritu derramando, Señor, sobre nosotros ese fuego que nos quema, Señor Jesús. Ese fuego que nos consume, Señor Jesús. Te damos gracias, Señor Jesús. We give thanks to you, Lord, for everything you've done, for everything you will do, Lord. Use us, Señor, Lord, in your, in your kingdom. Yes, God. We ask you, Lord, to keep guiding us, yes. to keep using us in your spirit, Señor, in your in your body, to keep proclaiming the truth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Jesus Christ is God. Amen. And with that, we give thanks. Thank with that, you, we Almighty. honor your name. In, in Jesus. Jesus' name, amen. amen. Santo. Brother, end it like how we started it. A su nombre. Gloria. Y quien vive. Cristo. Amen. We give thanks. We give Thank you, thanks brothers. God. Thank you, sisters. Thank you, whoever is listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you.